another episode of Vegan Proteins Muscles by Brussels Radio. My name is Danny, and this is our 28th episode. guys welcome back and thanks for listening this is going to be a bit of a different kind of a podcast it is just myself today Giacomo is not going to be with us on this podcast and I will tell you why so as you guys know it's been quite a while since we put out our last podcast I would say probably over a month ago and we started off as a bi-weekly podcast and I really really like that type of a schedule but as I've mentioned before, recently, 2016 has just been, for lack of a better term, it's been a nightmare. And <laughs> boy, that sounds dramatic. And that's kind of what this episode is going to be about. This is not a nutrition episode. This is not a, you know, lifting tips episode. So If that's what you're looking for, you can probably skip this one because it's probably not going to be what you want. Back in January, my stepsister passed away in a car accident in Vermont. And then in February, one of my cousins passed away in a car accident in Maine. And then in March, one of my cousins passed away of liver failure in the hospital. And as of Saturday... A good friend of the family's, my brother's best friend, in fact, passed away from a heroin overdose. So all four of these people were under the age of 40. And they've all happened relatively close together. Um, On top of that, I developed ulcers this year, which I've briefly mentioned before, not surprisingly, given the stress. And also, we have had an enormous financial burden dropped on us this year, which has been incredibly stressful as well, but not something that I'm going to go into detail in here. Just know that it fell into our laps and it's really, really big. (laughs) So all of these things together have made this probably the most challenging year of my entire life. And I don't say that lightly. I did not have a great upbringing. It was very, very tough. That would be a different episode entirely. Um, So for me to say that this has been the toughest year of my life is saying a lot. Just trust me there. And it has been hard. It has been hard for me to find it in myself to keep myself motivated, let alone to find topics interesting enough to do in this podcast to inspire and motivate others. And part of that had to do with the fact that I was keeping a lot of what's been going on out of the public eye, I guess, for lack of a better term. And that's because I'm a pretty private person, actually. And my personal life and my family life in general can um, be very, very stressful 
and dramatic. I come from a family with a lot of addiction problems and a lot of financial problems and a lot of other kinds of problems. But so it's not just, it's just not something I like to spout off about all the time because it can be a little bit depressing. It can be kind of negative and that's not what I want to present to the world. But I know I'm not the only person who goes through things like this. We all go through something like this to some degree at some point or another where it just seems like you've got a hundred balls up in the air all at once and something's going to give and one of them's going to drop. And I feel like that's what 2016 has been for me. It's been just the shit hitting the fan in all kinds of ways, in ways that could have been avoided in ways that nobody could have predicted in so many ways 2016 has just been intense and because of that you know the podcast has been harder to keep up with and more than anything harder to come up with something motivating to share with you guys and I really do feel like you guys deserve you know great top-notch information with a lot of passion behind it. And I have had a hard time finding my passion for even myself this year. And that is what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how you stay motivated when everything is very stressful, whether that's losing a job or going through a financial crisis or grieving for someone or multiple someones. You know, we will all go through these periods in our life. I would be being inauthentic if I didn't present that as it is actually happening. And I know that a lot of people look to us for being honest about things that happen in our fitness life and being pretty transparent with our business life and all of that. So I find, I think it's important for me to be transparent about the fact that it is not always like, wake up and kill the day. It just doesn't always come like that. And that's the sort of thing that I want to talk about today. What has gotten me through the last eight months and is continuing to get me through hopefully the last four months of the shittiest year ever. Okay, so I'm going to talk about this in terms of fitness and nutrition and overall health, but I mean, this can be applied to your work or taking care of your children or all sorts of things in your life that you want to keep going no matter what is going on outside of it. So just bear that in mind that I'm talking about health and fitness, but really can relate to all sorts of things. I think the most important thing to making it through a really, really rough patch in your life in one piece is to really determine your priorities. Um, You know, when things are going well, it's really not that big of a challenge to have things the way you want them to be right down to the last detail. Um, I'm a really detail-oriented person, so I like my things the way I like my things. I like my routine the way I like my routine. I feel safe in these things. I feel comfortable in these things. And does it make me neurotic? Yeah, maybe a little bit. But um, it also it makes me happy. It brings me joy. 
but when things are going crazy, then you're not always going to be able to have things the way you want to have them. You're not always going to be able to have your meal times at the exact right times. And you're probably going to miss a workout at some point or another. And some days you're not even going to be able to find it in you to make it to the workout. And um, that's where finding what really, really matters and stripping it down to the bare bones. Most of you guys know that normally I, you know, track every single workout to the pound. I weigh out my supplements to the gram. I track and measure everything. I mean, I wrote the freaking book on flexible dieting for vegans. And I'm very, very meticulous about all of those things. But over the course of the past few months, I've realized I just can't keep all those balls up in the air, given everything else that's going on right now. And the priorities that I have been able to strip everything down to are to do all of my main lifts. So this year I've mostly been training for powerlifting, as I've mentioned before, and making sure that I get in all of my big lifts is a priority to me for multiple reasons. One, that's the goal that I was working towards before all this happened. And I know that after all of this passes, that I'm still going to care about that and want that for myself. But also just exercising in general really does make you feel better, even if you don't want to do it beforehand. So I always get all my main lifts in. And most of the time, pretty much all of the time, once I'm working out, I'm able to get all my accessory lifts in as well because I'm actually enjoying it. It's something that I enjoy. I've always enjoyed it. I will always enjoy it. It's just not quite as easy to drag myself there right now. But usually I can barter with myself. Like, we're going to go to the gym, and if you really don't want to be there, then you can go home. But once I'm there... I'm pretty happy to be there. So for nutrition, my main goal is to hit my protein goal. So as you guys know, track everything to the gram. Um, But it has been more stressful than helpful to do that for me lately. And that's actually something that's kind of hard for me to admit as somebody who really enjoys tracking their food and suggests that most people track their food because it's the best way to get to your goals, hands down, is to know exactly what you're eating. But when you are making funeral arrangements and the like, like really, who the fuck cares if you're tracking your food? Like there are some times you just have to get real with it and be like, this matters more than every morsel that I put into my mouth. And this past several months has been some of those times. Rather than weigh and measure everything that I'm putting into my mouth, again, it's good that I've been practicing, you know, weighing and measuring and tracking everything for so long because I can eyeball my protein really, really easily and not even have to pull out a single measuring cup and ensure that I'm hitting my 150 grams of protein a day right now. And that's really, really easy. And outside of that, I'm just relying on my own internal cues to know if I'm eating too much or not enough and making sure that I'm eating just right. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. But it is better than saying fuck it 
and eating whatever I want, whenever I want. It still gives me something to focus on to know that I am going to maintain and making sure that I hit my protein goal and that I'm not too hungry and not too full in times of crisis, that's good enough for me. Drinking water is another priority for me because when things are really busy and you're hectically running around to get things done, it's really easy to forget to drink your water. So I always, always make sure to drink at least a half a gallon of water a day. And over these really hot summer months, it's been really easy to hit a full gallon. Getting sleep. This is never really a problem for me um, because I could easily sleep 12 hours a day if left to my own devices. But making sure that I'm getting enough sleep is really important to me. And I find that in times of intense stress, sometimes your body needs more sleep than in times where everything's like smooth sailing. And then outside of that, you know, making sure that my job, my clients are well taken care of. I mean, outside of taking care of myself, my clients are my most important priority. You know, my health, my work, my family. Those are the big three there. So doing my main lifts, eating protein, drinking water, and getting enough sleep. That's my bare bones priorities as far as my health and fitness goes. So stripping everything down to just that skeleton has really worked to keep me feeling like I still have some sense of control what's going on with my health and fitness, and it's gonna allow me to maintain. I am probably not making outstanding progress right now in multiple arenas in uh, health and fitness, but I'm, I'm not losing anything. I'm not gaining body fat, I'm not losing strength, I'm maintaining everything, and right now that is the most that I could possibly ask for. And I posted something about this recently on Instagram. Um, people ask me all the time, you know, how do you find the motivation? How do you, how are you motivated to train every day? And the honest truth is that I'm not motivated to train every day. Not lately. (laughs) Um, You know, most of the time I, I am motivated to train. I enjoy training. So I look forward to it. But lately, it's been a lot harder to find the motivation to train. But that has not been an excuse for me to not train. Um, as Kai Green says, you just do the damn thing. And that's exactly what I've been doing. Even on days when I don't feel like it, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to do it because that is on my list of priorities. And that, you know, that's like my Bible right now. Those are the things that I'm going to get done or what are, what is on this bear list. And lifting is one of them. I know that it's important to me. I know that it's important to my health and my goals and my business and everything (laughs) like lifting means so much to me I don't want to give up on it just because everything is shit right now also you want to think about what is not your priority and lessen those things if you can for me this has meant taking a step back from social media unfortunately I'm not able to just cut myself off from social media because that I work through social media and I work on the internet and that's how I communicate with people so I'm still on social media but I've really really cut back on my just like scrolling and reading time of social media Um, and that's actually for two reasons really one is because the news is so depressing 
And I think it's important to be informed and I always aim to be as informed as I can be. But when everything around me already feels unbearable as it is, reading about the crises happening across the globe every day, it can be just too much. It can be too much and it can literally make everything feel like it's impossible and hopeless. So I've really cut back on my news reading. I'll uh, scan the headlines sometimes and if something really piques my interest, then I'll read it. But I used to read the news religiously every morning and I've, I've cut back on that quite a bit because it is just too damn sad. And then on the flip side, there's also the fact that sometimes social media can be depressing because it seems like everybody else is having such a good time. And of course, we know that's not true because people post their their highlight reel of their life to social media. And even when someone knows that logically, it doesn't change the fact that when everything is feeling terrible around you, and you go online and see that everybody else seems to be just having a grand old summer, you know, that can make you feel shitty too. And you don't need to feel shitty about feeling shitty. You know what I mean? Like just, just back up and give yourself some space to feel whatever it is that you're feeling, even if it's shitty, because it will pass. It's going to pass, even if it takes a while. Likewise, It's really important to set boundaries when you're going through times of stress. Um, This is a really hard one for me because I always want to give all of myself to my work and my clients. And I've pretty much always done that. But over the past few months, I've decided to take the weekends off of the computer. I'm still working, but taking the time away from my computer itself. And what that means is that there's two days where I'm not talking to my clients. They can still email me and I'm going to get back to them on Monday. And this was really, really hard for me as somebody who wants to answer everything right away. (laughs) But I found it to be very, very important to not always be reachable. This includes I leave my phone, you know, in the car a lot more often. I'll leave my phone at home when I go for a walk. Uh, I don't always want to be reachable right now. And it's actually given me a lot of headspace to one, to be completely unreachable, but also to realize that you don't have to be connected to everybody all the time. And uh, it's very refreshing. So I do recommend it, especially when your mind is already super busy with negative stuff. So this is probably where I'm going to have a lot of people disagree with me. But hey, maybe not. Um, I don't consider myself an optimistic person. I don't consider myself a pessimistic person. I consider myself a pretty pragmatic person. Um, A hopeful pragmatic person. (laughs) How's that? Um... But when you're going through something that's really hard and you allow yourself to be vulnerable and open up to the people around you and allow them to sort of talk to you and support you, which I do suggest if you're feeling comfortable enough to do that. Um, That's another thing that's super hard for me to be vulnerable, but clearly I'm working on it by way of this podcast. (laughs) 
But when you open yourself up, you get a lot of comments that are like, just be positive. Keep your chin up. The sun will come out tomorrow. Like all that sort of stuff. And sometimes that just makes you want to punch somebody in the face. (laughs) And I'm not really super into being really, really positive when really, really shitty shit is happening. And, you know, I'm all about the positive mental attitude most of the time, but sometimes, like, the reality of the situation sucks. It's terrible. And sitting there with a big shit-eating grin on your face while it's happening just makes you seem like an idiot, like you're in denial of what's actually going on. Um, so when stuff sucks, let yourself be upset about it. Let yourself be angry about the fact that this is happening and let yourself acknowledge that it is a crappy situation. Now, I'm not suggesting that you like dwell on it forever, but the reality of the situation isn't good. So... There's no use trying to pretend that it is. That just feels fake and forced. And probably don't tell somebody who everybody around them is dying to just cheer up. Just a heads up there. But I do think that you should look for opportunities in it. I'm not saying try to see the positive, but you can see sometimes the opportunities that are around. And I'll I'll give you an example. The most recent person who passed away, like I said, he was 27. He died of a heroin overdose. He had been clean for three years prior. And um, he just gave in, gave in to the addiction um, on Saturday night. And he died instantly. And this is horribly tragic. I mean, he was, he was just here. (laughs) He was just at my house a few days ago. Um, And now he's gone because of like a split second decision. There's nothing positive in that. There's nothing positive in that at all. But there is opportunity in that, in that recently I had been looking into this group called Heroin is Killing My Town. And I really liked what they were doing. And I had been thinking about getting into helping out with that group. And given this situation, this horrible, horrible situation, it was just the push that I needed to get out there and be part of this street team to try and help people who are suffering with addiction. I'm not sure where everybody listen, where everybody lives, lives listening to this podcast, but um, currently in Massachusetts and New Hampshire and Maine, it seems like heroin is absolutely like ripping through these places and killing a lot of people. It's crossing race lines and class lines. It heroin addiction does not discriminate against anybody. You know, that that's an example of an opportunity that came from this horrible situation. And no matter how horrible the situation is, there's usually some opportunities to be found from it. And I guess my my last suggestion on how to get through these really tough times is to stay busy. Now, the problem with trying to stay busy 
during a really stressful time is that usually you have very little motivation for the things that you should be staying busy with, (laughs) you know, work, working out, um, you know, chores around the house. I mean, shoot, taking showers, like (laughs) sometimes it can be hard to find motivation for these things. But usually you can stay busy with something that is kind of useless. And by useless, I just mean not productive. An example would be if you like to paint or play the guitar and you haven't done that in a long time, search to stay busy in those things. They're not useless, obviously. I was a music major. I have a great appreciation for the arts. But, you know, in a world where you're trying to stay productive, 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 you know, they can seem kind of useless and that they're not, they're not very productive. But they can be really, really good for your head and give you something to focus on that is detail-oriented, like, you know, the finer strokes of a brush or learning a new chord on the guitar definitely requires a lot of focus. And if it's something that you enjoy, lots of time will pass seemingly quickly. And that can be nice because sometimes when you're sitting there with nothing to do and you're, you know, grieving or have a lot on your mind, time can basically stop and your mind can just run rampant. And those can be some of the worst times when you're going through when you're going through a lot. And then of course, my last suggestion, I've mentioned it before, would be to meditate as much as you can. And this is some advice that I need to take for myself right now. This sounds kind of like the exact opposite of the last thing I just suggested, which was to stay busy because meditating is literally the exact opposite of that. It is being very, very not busy and trying to just see sort of what your mind does. And I had been very, very good about meditating for quite a while. And I kind of fell out of the habit a little bit. And with some of the more recent news, I just didn't feel strong enough to sit down and just see what happened in my mind. But I know that if I did, it would be really hard at first. And then over time, it would get easier and be more and more beneficial. So maybe this is me talking to myself a little bit and trying to remind myself just how helpful that can be to help get some clarity. Don't be afraid to reward yourself. And I mean reward yourself for really small things. Because when you're really, really stressed out or depressed or anxious, even little things seem really, really hard. And you need to respect that and be willing to give yourself a pat on the back for doing seemingly menial things that actually were really, really tough. Like getting dressed, uh, doing your chores, going to work. Sometimes these things are really hard and you need to, you know, high five yourself internally for doing these things and sometimes actually literally rewarding yourself. And I'll, um, I'll give an example. So sometimes when I sit down to work, I have like 12 hours of work sitting in front of me. And I know that sitting down at the beginning of the day in 12 hours is pretty 
overwhelming to be sitting in front of a computer. So sometimes I'll break that down into tasks. And when I get X number of tasks done, I'll allow myself to um, go for a walk or play a game on my phone or read a chapter of my book. And then I'll go back and do the next set of tasks, etc. And sometimes with bigger things, I will reward myself with a nap. And that is pretty awesome. And it also works on that get sleep priority that I mentioned earlier. So it doesn't have to be like reward yourself with a cookie or manicure or anything big like that. It can just be rewarding yourself with taking breaks, rewarding yourself with some alone time, just giving yourself some extra padding, I guess, in life. That could be really helpful to get through the smaller things piece by piece until eventually you realize that you've actually done quite a bit with seemingly very little motivation to start. So I know this was a shorter episode, guys, and I really, really hope that it wasn't too dark for anybody, but I just wanted to let people know what's been going on over here and why we haven't had a podcast in six weeks. And it's because everything has been very, very up in the air right now. Um, But we do have some podcast ideas for the near future. um, And we are always looking for new podcast ideas. You know, we really enjoy doing the podcasts where we talk about specific aspects of nutrition or training or hopefully we're going to do one on supplements soon. That should be one of our next podcasts. Um, But if you guys have anything that you want to hear about, we are more than happy to talk about it. You just, just got to let us know. And I appreciate all of the kind words that I have gotten from people so far. And basically I just appreciate your support in general. You guys are always so good to us and we really, really appreciate it. And if you have any questions, or suggestions for podcasts, you can feel free to get in touch with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Vegan Proteins and at Muscles by Brussels. And for now, my name is Danny, and we will talk to you soon. Truth is, we are not even free.